We're living in, you know, 2024. Johnny's living in 2424. <laughs> Numbers are irrelevant if you've had enough caffeine. Hello and welcome to episode 206 of the Raceful Pot. Happy New Year, everyone. We are welcoming in 2024, first time as a group. Excited to be back together talking. We've got some new stuff that's out recently that we're looking forward to talking about and just one another in general. So I'd like to welcome my best New Year's resolution, Johnny and Andy. Hello. Yeah, keep these things this year. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, this is the 10th year that we've been doing this now. We haven't quite hit our anniversary yet, but yeah. And... Yeah. My mind is blown. <laughs> Sorry about that. You could take out that pause right there. Okay. <laughs> Weather- weather-related texts from James. Oh, boy. Everything okay over there? Yeah, just... uh. Yeah, it's like the wind is like whipping trees all over the place. She's like driving right now. Just like Oh jeez. This is the yeah. area where it's like there's lots of trees and so like trees can just fall into the road. Yeah. Back into it. All right. Well, let's just jump in today and talk about our tools of the trade. In a minute. But let's uh, start with Johnny. Go for it. Awesome. So I just found this out yesterday, even though it came out a few months ago, but I probably talked about the British band James on here before. You guys familiar with them? They had that one US hit single like 30 years ago. I thought so. Laid. Anyway, they put out an album where it's mostly their singer, but also the full band and a few songs they did, I guess, sort of like a greatest hits with an orchestra. And the arrangements of the songs are all exactly like the original recordings, but a lot of them are slower and it's just like really good. It's on, I'm pretty sure it's on all of the platforms if you want to listen to something like really good. It's a good intro to them. And I think I mentioned that I finished this book called How to Not Kill Yourself. It was that sort of a memoir by a philosopher. So it had, it had a good ending. And obviously he's still here because he wrote the book. But it sort of pushed me into a book that was on my list by a philosophy professor I like named John Cage. So he wrote a book called Six Souls, Healthy Minds, How William James Can Save Your Life. So it's about you know, the philosophy of William James and it's sort of current relevance. And if you've read a lot of James, you know, he talks about how would you talk someone out of killing themselves? And there's a, a, even as an essay called His Life Worth Living. And of course, he was talking about himself. So he constructed his philosophy to save his own life. So, you know, it's a good navigational tool for navigating the modern world especially nowadays when everybody makes so many of their decisions based on feelings yeah and i just started another book speaking of feelings called feel something make something a guide to collaborating with your emotions who is it's by caitlin metz who is someone i follow on instagram hmm. so the book it's got a very zany feel and then it also includes a blank scene because one of the things that she promotes is doing some scening so i didn't even know that when i got it i just Kind of on a recommendation. I don't think I've ever heard zine as a verb like that, like zining. I like that. I don't know if I have. I'm taking credit. You should. <laughs> you heard it here first. Look so now. Yeah. Zining. Yeah. This so, the book includes stuff about like doing body maps, mind maps, and no, 
interesting. Not, I mean, it's not very self-helpy. It's more like creative coaching. Like, hey, you're feeling really crappy. Why don't you make some art? Like the the famous Neil Gaiman graduation speech. But this has a little more details about how I actually do it. And the drawings in it are really cool. Like, really cool. There's There are instructions for how to make mini zines, stitch together zines. Super cool book. So, yeah, other than that, I've been like binging the crap out of PBS and BritBox because it's winter. Yeah. So you probably, you guys are probably all starting the new All Creatures Great and Small season. I am very far behind on that. I need to watch. I need to catch up on that. Oh, I don't no think I, I didn't even watch last season. Do you have the um you have PBS app? I do. I do. Yeah, like I just need to get into it. The last year when it came out was just kind of hard to watch television at that time, so I didn't. I just kind of like missed it and then lost momentum and then never went back and watched it. So, been some, you know, pastoral, Scottish countryside television. <laughs> like I never knew if you know Miss Molly's cow ever successfully gave birth. <laughs> Spoiler: Yes. <laughs> Ooh, thank God. Whew. Yeah, it's, it's a big season nice, cliffhanger. It's it's such a nice feel good show. Yeah, but you know they have a Christmas special on in the U.S. We don't get the show until a week after New Year's, so it's mm. always disappointing. Yeah, sad face. I mean, on the flip side, we have I don't know what do we have the British people don't have. I'd say Lots democracy, but I'll stop. <laughs> I was going to say I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I've got. How about you, Andy? Well, speaking of Christmas specials, British Christmas specials, I watched the new Doctor Who Christmas special over New Year. So I guess back up. One of the reasons for my very dulcet tones is after <laughs> after almost four years of avoiding it, I finally got COVID. I traveled a bit for, for Christmas and for New Year's. I Over New Year's, I went skiing for the first time, or kind of that week between Christmas and New Year's, and... After I was done skiing, I just had like such bad body aches, like my shoulders and my ulnar nerve and my arms and my back just really aching. And I was like, oh man, how am I so weak and fragile that like beginner skiing just like just screwed me up in this way? And so I was just like, what is going on with me? And then I realized that it wasn't skiing that was giving me all these body aches. It was COVID and didn't realize this until I got back to San Francisco, but had Body aches turned into some congestion and a little bit of fever and all that stuff. But I'm on the mend. I'm testing negative. Took Paxlovid. Great stuff. But yeah, my voice is still, my voice is still very much down here. I, I'm going for the Tim Wasson sound. So it's not great. Yeah, thank you. So Johnny, now you're just you know the only one. You know, I think I always was with that high voice. <laughs> So, uh, talk like this. yeah, perfect. <laughs> so for, um, all that roundabout way to saying that, um, I had a lot of downtime, um, just that first week after new year's and, uh, watched, uh, the doctor who Christmas special. And it is the first episode, the first full episode with Nukuri Gatwa. I hope I'm saying his name correctly, who, you know, other people who watch British television might remember sex education, which is that show that was on Netflix here in the U.S. And he played Eric, who was the uh, Nigerian-British boy who was friends with uh, the main character. And he's always been so... He's just high energy, just really charismatic. And as soon, a couple years ago, as they... Like when they mentioned that he would be the new Doctor, I was like, this is perfect. He's 
perfect as the new doctor. And I will say this is the first time, you know how they say like, when the president of the United States is younger than you, you know, you're old. I feel, I like, I feel like for me, it's the doctor. Like this is the first time anybody who's played the doctor has been younger than me. Like Matt Smith beat me by like a year. <laughs> so now officially I'm old because Nakuti Gawa is younger than me, but he's very good. The first time I had that feeling is I went to a, when I went to a sporting event and realized that all the jerseys they were selling were for people younger than me. It was like a believer. It was like, yeah. I was like, hey, maybe I'll get like a t shirt with like a player on it. For some reason, it suddenly felt weird. Just like, wait a second. <laughs> He's 22. Oh, no. <laughs> wearing wearing a, a t shirt with a name of somebody who like was born when I was in middle school. Yeah. Well, not only is it that. Nikuri Gatwa is younger than me. He is a full nine years younger than me. So, oh, he's young. Yeah, he's thirty-one years old. Born in nineteen ninety-two, playing a twelve-hundred-year-old alien. But uh, yeah, that was really good. It was very uh, intentionally very campy. Like I feel like Doctor Who usually swings on the pendulum between like campy and just like really like dark and serious. And this definitely was like the campier side like it had goblins like a goblin king sealing babies trying to eat babies you know things like that but like in a funny way <laughs> yeah but it was yeah it was great <laughs> it I love that. Harmless. yeah also i think i mentioned this last time but i'm kind of in the middle of reading a series called the three body problem which is a written by si shun li who is a author a chinese author and I'm in the middle of the second book called The Dark Forest, which is really good. Just recommend if you want like a pretty just meaty, chewy, science fiction, speculative kind of series. This is great. Basically about like mankind's first encounter with alien life. And it is in some ways it's just very sort of like scientifically accurate. Like they're from a world four light years away. So their ships can travel at like a hundredth of the speed of light. So it takes them like 400 years to get here. And a little bit about kind of humanity's ramp up to getting ready to, you know, to meet this, meet these aliens and what kind of happens in that in this couple centuries. Yeah. The last thing I think I'll mention here is, well, this, I mean, this is more of a, I don't know why I put it in tools and trade because this is more of a fresh points, but I'll just mention anyway. Um, going to be doing some traveling. I, can't remember if I mentioned this last time I got laid off from my job in December. Yeah, that was a weird, not pleasant experience, but luckily I got severance and I think I have a new job lined up, which I can talk about later, but that wouldn't start until March. So I'm going to be taking a little time and next week I'm going to New York and then the week after that I'm going to Japan. So I'm really excited. If anybody has any recommendations for things to do in Japan, like I'm going to go back and re-listen to our episode with June Thomas. Hopefully some of those stores are still open. But if anybody remembers that episode, it was June Thomas, who is a just writer and podcaster. She got paid by Condé Nast to go to a stationary tour of Japan. Pretty good gig. And she had some just recommendations for stationary stores to hit up. So Tim, Johnny, if you guys need anything from Japan, if you want me to look for anything weird. I was going to ask them, you were, did, did you tell us you were going to Japan? Or is this, did I, I don't know, did I? Extra or something? I think, I thought I did, but maybe not. Yeah. 
Well, guess what? I'm going to Japan. I'm having amnesia. Hey, that could be. <laughs> that could be. Listeners found out before I did. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, going to be, I'm going to spend a few days in Hokkaido, which is way up north. Uh, and then I'm going to spend a few days, like about a week in Tokyo. So there's a few things I'm going to try to do. One of them is I, I really want to go to the Cup Noodles Museum. You can make your own, you can make, you can build your own personalized, like instant ramen cup like they'll shrink wrap it for you and heat seal it and all that stuff so what that's really um, cool yeah and i have some stuff like tokyo hands and the itoya company but just some of those cool i don't know just some of the neat looking just stationary shops that i've seen there i really want to go to the travelers shop but that is not that isn't i think that's in kyoto it's in osaka i can't remember it's a little farther than where i'm going to be but I keep in my head, I think that Japan is just like pretty small country, but it's really not like it's, you know, a very narrow strip of islands, but it's like as long as like the East coast of the U S it's still a pretty big place. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to find some weird things and bring it back for you guys. <laughs> cool. well, that's it for me, Tim. All right. So I have been watching all creatures read fall. We can get that later. It's, I don't, I don't even want to give like my opinion on it. But I did start that. I've watched like the first, I think I've watched the first three or four episodes. That's been fun. And these rhyme, which is also fun. I've also been watching the new season of Reacher. All Reacher's great and gigantic. All Reacher's great small. All, all Reacher's, yeah, what, what would it be? be? All Reacher's violent and gigantic. Uh, so it's, you know, well documented as a guilty pleasure of mine, but Jack Reacher books. This season is especially one of those like, you know, like action mystery solving shows slash movies where you're like every episode and everything that happens in every episode would be national. Yeah. They're just like walking around, you know, like, oh, they killed 10 bikers that tried to jump them in a, a Waffle House parking lot. It's like, yeah, that would be on national news. Like everyone would, would hear about it. Anyway, but you, you'd spend belief worse. Um, Jane got me a book for Christmas. I got a lot of like, really cool books for Christmas. Most of them not like whatever, like read cover to cover kind of things. I got one about Johnny Marr's guitar collection called Marr Guitars. That's like a hmm. table sized book. And I got the, there's a new book from the Bob Dylan Center in Oklahoma that's like basically this gigantic brick that is just stuff from the archives. Did it come with some custom black banks? <laughs> But Jane got me a novel called A History of Wild Thing that Ooh. she grabbed, like, knowing nothing about it. Just like this book to her. I was like, by a writer named Shay Earnshaw. And it's very good. I'm really enjoying it. It's like a mystery. Like, the main character is this guy who has this, like, family. There's, like, his family line. Lots of people have this deep intuition for like imagining what's happened, you know, based like they basically, if they touch like an object, get feeling of like a vision, really good mm. for like what happened the person who owned this stuff. But anyways, he gets like, he's like a consultant called in from his first case and he gets called in as well. This children's book writer, it's like walks into the woods and never walks. Oh, wow. It's been good. Get good. Whatever they call it, upmarket fiction, up fiction, whatever. Yeah, it's not, total popcorn read but also not reading John Franzen or something 
Yeah. It's a nice middle ground, enjoyable movie. Um, music wise, my favorite thing, and I don't, this hasn't happened in a while, but I found an album. I was listening to Sirius XM radio and Buddy Miller has a radio show on the Outlaw Country. Buddy Miller's like guitar player. He's played with Lucinda Williams and all these like big American, you know, Robert Plant, like his solo stuff. It's like one of my guitar heroes. And he mentioned this guy named Daniel Passion, P A S H I A N. And he had this album he put out in 2022 called Night After Night. I just have been listening to it all the days. So I, it's just right up my alley. I really love it. And I looked into who he was because he's old. He's like, I think he like deep or something. So it's unusual to find somebody who's kind of coming out with albums that is unknown, but it's 50 and still can get that stuff out there. I don't know if that makes any sense. You're like, how did he slip by? Like, how did I not notice? And I found out why, which is he's done a lot of production and he actually was the one, he, he was one of the producers on Casey Musgrave's album when she won album of the year a few years. Oh, no. He like co-wrote, he co-wrote like seven of the songs. So that, I think that's these days kind of his main gig. I know he's done some work like for, for like all these grants, but yeah, yeah. I just been listening to it all week. And I am writing with a black wing Palomino, the blue one, and still using my look term pocket book, the hardback Nice. All right. Well, uh, let's get into fresh points and we'll circle back with Johnny. So, I don't know, new stuff, things that you've heard, anything you noticed, get anything cool for Christmas, et cetera. Johnny, go for it. So before I jump into Christmas and new stuff, I thought we could maybe talk about the Blackwing that we missed last episode really quickly because it came out a little late. Yeah. This is uh, Blackwing Volume 2, a light and dark edition that's dedicated to, quote, art. So uh, why don't you guys go first? <laughs> I will say this is a really nice feeling pencil. Like I, I like the, you know, unlike some of the more graphic wraps that they, like foil wraps that they do, this is maybe a little bit more, I think about the texture, like it's not quite as textured like as the, like the Tahoe pencil was, but it is a very like soft touch pencil. Like I think it feels pretty nice. So I am a, I'm a fan of the way that it feels. Also, I'm, I don't know. So this is their new, basically extra firm. I'm guessing this is probably more in line with like a, like a, yeah, like somewhere around there. Normal pencil? Yeah. Like a regular pencil. Kind of like it. I'm generally like their extra firm is like a 2B-ish and that's generally pretty good for me. I really like the way that feels, but this is nice. It definitely doesn't have that sort of signature buttery softness, like darkness as a Blackwing does, but I imagine for a lot of people out there, this is probably pretty great. So hardness wise. So I'll be interested to see if and how this lead shows up, like this core shows up in other pencils. And also they really need to work on their taxonomy because I I think like having extra firm, firm, balanced, and soft is probably not the greatest nope categorization out there. But you know, yeah. that's kind of where they started and where they're going. So yeah. But I don't know. What did you guys think about this pencil? Do you guys remember that thing from the old sketch comedy show in Loving Color where they had men on film and they would go, Hey did it? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Picture me snapping and doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they put the core in it because this pencil's so damn ugly. Yeah. They're like, you, you know, like the reason to buy it. You know, like the electric giraffe uh, finish, Johnny? Well, I mean, it doesn't feel like a target pencil, but it looks like a target pencil. Yeah. 
And uh, somebody was very okay. generous and said that it felt like, or it looked like the Venus Velvet crackled finish. And I was like, that's a very, it's a generous reading of that. Yeah, that would be high praise. I don't see it. Yeah. But that it, that would be really a nice praise. Like, like the upside down and stranger thing. Yeah. I just, I see those lying and my immediate thought is like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Go on, Tim. Sorry. But no, as yeah, so it's like, I don't have one, you know. In, in hand, like I didn't buy any. Yeah. Um, so I have to reserve and like caveat, but I haven't used it. I think when I first saw it and I saw that it had like the extra, like where they're on 2X for, or whatever, I was like, my, my immediate reaction was just, I'm sure some people will like this, but I don't spend $30 on a dozen pencils to have it feel like the same core is like a hard or sort of run of the middle HP pencil, you know? Like, yeah. So I am curious, like what you guys say, and just as far as like, does it still, as far as like the quality of writing with it, is it still like a better writing experience, sort of like a normal? I mean, yeah, like I would have to close my eyes to try to figure that out. That's what I mean. Because like, so if, it's sensory overload if you're looking at it. Bullet. Yeah, I, to me, it feels like just a maybe nicer than average like German pencil because it is you know still very just like I think the wood is pretty good quality like I that they use inside of it I I think that just hardness it just doesn't have the kind of like butteriness that even the regular extra firm lead does so it just feels like a, a slightly heavier like fabric is still oh man my brain is still not working the one with the dots on it Oh, the uh, grip, 20 grips. Yeah. It's like lightly heavier than that. I feel like the core feels to me about the same. Mm. So just, it, it is losing that kind of butteriness of like that all, I think all the Blackwings had until now. Yeah. I, I, what did you guys think of the theme or whatever? Well, we're going on to that. I was just going to, I was just going to say that like, I do like one thing that seems like is totally fine with me in my head is if they're just like introducing it as like a volume yeah for the purpose of them having like a standard harder one that's totally cool that's fine whatever but it just does seem like for the volumes where you're like getting these special it just like yeah that's not what i that's not what i come to black week some people will let it be all over it for it yeah it's sort of like when field notes did the sorry field notes did that arts and sciences thing when it wasn't a pocket notebook anymore yeah except that was pretty yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead, Jai. Sorry. Oh, so the whole theme, the two, like light and dark and art, I had trouble wrapping my head around that. And also like, why would you waste number two on something that doesn't actually involve the number two? Because in pencils, that's the number. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Like reading the copy on the box, I'm like, did you guys not know you're supposed to italicize titles? Like it was just really, it was... <laughs> This one seemed rushed, and yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say half-assed, but it was not up to par with their usual presentation. I did appreciate, so, you know, this sort of, like, crackle theme comes from a quote by Leonard Cohen, which is, there is a crack in everything, that's how the light gets in. And so, mm -hmm. like, once I read that, I was like, okay, I think I see where they're coming from, but it, it is just a very, 
there's got to be a balance, right? Like sometimes when their themes are after like a very specific person or a very specific thing, like that can be kind of a weird execution. And then this is just really esoteric. Like this is about how art brings about shifts in culture, right? Like just broadly speaking. And so that's, that, that seems really just very broad. So yeah, it does feel like it kind of just went the other way. Um, yeah. And they could do like one called the, the sky pretty broad topic yeah but hopefully they would just make a blue pencil that's pretty yeah not like, yeah. like oh, it's some that. weird ionosphere thing yeah i love that quote you know about the letter going thing i like that idea yeah uh, for sure i think but like when you say like you know about light and dark you hear that good oh or does that work i mean sort of i guess yeah it just kind of sends you down this rabbit hole like trying to figure it out I almost would have rather than done a let her go in it. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cooler. Yeah. Or they could have done like the pencil very black and just had a little like white crack running down it. Didn't Leonard Cohen, it could be like the Blackwing 1A. I just Googled it because I had to get the exact number. But uh, apparently the song Hallelujah that he wrote originally had a 108. He wrote a. She's. <laughs> I just didn't know that. Or. Before it was whittled down, I think he worked on it for like years. Yeah, it was. It's considered that Cohen is reputed to have written around eighty to as many as one hundred and eighty drafts. <laughs> wow, hallelujah! I mean, luckily those verses are very long, but still, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess that there would be a weird issue with rights since he's only yeah. recently deceased. Man, I'm assuming that's why they haven't touched Hemingway. If only you had ChatGPT, he could write like like six hundred verses, just like at scale. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's the first one eighty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Give me the last three twenty. Come on. Editor writes back. Shut up. <laughs> now I want to go to ChatGPT and say write eighty more verses to Leonard Cohen's Hollywood. <laughs> and you put that up for our Patreon supporters. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't mean I don't want to just like sit here and black. Bash Blackwing, but this yeah. one was really just, yeah. Like I said, with the the copy on the box, like I don't know, it's, it felt rushed. Usually they they do a good job, of like you know, yeah. using correct grammar and formatting. But yeah. So moving on, I got something else for Christmas that was very pretty this year, which is I don't know how to pronounce their newer name, but the Narwhal Nautilus, which is a big fat. Fountain pen. What is that? Novaler? Novaler? So they're a Chinese pen company and they were called Narwhal and then they adopted, is it the Norwegian or the Icelandic word for Narwhal? Oh. Doesn't make sense to me why Mm -hmm. they would do that. Maybe there was a legal issue. I I didn't really look into it. But um, this is a gorgeous pen. Yeah. Some of, I feel like half of their pens, the designs are just. But this thing is ridiculous. It's ebonite, and it has three portal windows that you can see into it because it's a, oh my God, piston fill. Hmm. And it's just so pretty. The one that I have is called, I don't know how to pronounce it, violet. So it's teal and like light purple swirls. It's so pretty. And hmm. the hardware is all purple plated. <laughs> I, evidently, they did a Christmas one that... So pretty. I'm number 14 on the waiting list in case they ever show up again, but they didn't make very many of them. But uh, yeah, they 
gotten a lot of good reviews for being consistent and good, and they make their own nibs, such as putting the stock German ones in there. And when they're pretty, they also make this pan in some not basic colors, because they're still that really cool ebonite. And if you've never written with an ebonite pan, it feels really neat. It's mm. like a really hard rubber. And like super high polished. But uh, yeah, I think, what do they run? Like 180, but you won't really pay 180, which is really not bad for a nice piston fill. Yeah. Yeah. And my only other big thing was I needed a cutting mat for my work surface. And, you know, if you have one for a while, you don't want to get rid of it because you're attached to it. You're like, oh, I remember where that burn mark came from. <laughs> but I finally, like, I really had to. I wasn't cutting right anymore. So I bought an enormous one, which is like such a good excuse to clean your desk. Yeah. I was going to ask, Johnny, how many times have you bled on your cutting mat? Just like, how much of your blood is just covering it? This one so far, twice. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's been there for a week and a half. Black <laughs> light. Yeah. 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 Rosie snuck up on me, and I shoved a number 18 bookbinder's needle like into the bone of my finger. So oh, Charis? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Really hurt. <laughs> then I had band practice, and I'm sitting there like, God, where are my calluses? Why aren't they working? I'm like, oh, yeah. Have it stabbed your calluses. Stab wound in my finger. Yeah, I appreciate any sort of excuse to just kind of go through stuff. Like, literally have to clear the whole desk off and start over. So that was a nice experience. I had a non-voluntary experience over the holiday where boxes of pencils and French notebooks in my closet fell over, and I was to clean things up because I couldn't walk. When you get to pick, and you're like, oh, this is a good day to do this. I'm going to clear everything off, clean up the coffee stains. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be a cutting mat. It could be like a lamp or, I don't know, pen cup, radio. Yeah. It's up in. Yeah. It's nice to participate in the new year in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. So, how about you, Andy? I think the big thing that I, you know, got over the holidays was... You know, every year I don't participate a lot in it, but whenever Aaron Draplin does his Merchmas stuff, like 20, 25 days of Merchmas, there's always some interesting things in there. And like, usually it's just like silly little fun things like, oh, here's a toothpick holder and here's a new design of a hat. I don't know. One of the things that he announced this year, which I was really excited about was he did a collab with Tactile Turn. And I have never had a Tactile Turn pen. I've had... Tim and I were talking about this beforehand, like, I think we both had, like, a Keras Customs bolt-action pen, which are really nice, but I know some people who just love a tactile turn pen, and just have never been one for me that was interesting enough to kind of justify the price, and this came along, and I was like, heck yeah, so grabbed one of these, it is the DDC X tactile turn, DDC 333, and it is a kind of beefy, just orange aluminum pen with a black clip and a black bolt. And it came with two refills. It came with a point, I think 0.38 millimeter like orange refill. And I was expecting a lot of that orange. I was a little disappointed. I can't remember which refill it uses, but it's just kind of like a weak kind of watery orange, not befitting of the, you know, big orange DDC theme. But it, what it also came with is a one millimeter black refill. And it is just like, just shy of like a Sharpie or something. Like it is a big beefy refill to go with this big beefy pen. So I've been using that and I'm really enjoying it. I'm definitely fidgeting with the like bold action here. I don't know if you guys <laughs> can hear that, but it's a good, you want to go dig my lineup. Yeah. 
it's a that is yeah they i definitely like at one point i was had my pocket and i was kind of playing with it and it you know just i got some ink on the inside of my pocket lining because i would extend the you know the caps so yeah just really i'm enjoying this pen i'm trying to remember if they have can you still order it no it's sold out they're going to do another run i think in a couple months but yeah and that being said, I know that we're all waiting. I don't know if you guys are excited for the next edition of Dead Prince, which Draplin's working on. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, you know, there was the Dead Prince, and then there was the Deader Prince. And so, of course, this one is the Deadest Prince. I don't know. I am i don't know. I think I might be done with Dead Prince. We'll see. We'll see. You know, maybe I'll give into the hype and get some, but I don't know what's going to be after this, right? Are they going to have, like, Deaderest Prince? Undead. Yeah, yeah Undead Prince. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> deadest, deaderist, deadister. I don't know. None more dead. Even more dead. I like undead print. That sounds really fun. So yeah, that's something that's maybe coming up soon that people in the Field Nuts group have been kind of frothing at the mouth over. Also, Tim, I... So it's funny, after last episode when you talked about Theory 11 playing cards, I remember just for to put together show notes, I went to the... Theory 11 website. And of course, that means that it just follows me around on social media ads like for a while after that. So got a lot of Theory 11 ads and I was just like, oh, it's fine, whatever. But then they were like, oh, well, how about some Star Trek Theory 11 playing cards? So, yeah. So, (laughs) so it worked and I bought some of these Star Trek playing cards and they are gorgeous. They have like characters like they have you know captain kirk is like the king um i bought both the light uh design and the dark design because they're just like hey we have two variations and these are only what like 11 dollars or whatever so so it's like fine sure so now i own two decks of cards now which is two more decks of cards that i owned before (laughs) so went from zero to two they also sent me yeah they also sent me Actually, I, need, I should open one of these right now. These free things. It's like a single card. It's the 11 of spades. Did you get these, oh, Tim? Cool. No, no, did you buy direct from them? I did. Yeah, no, I just got them for other reasons. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you open it and it is a, it's a card that is the 11 of spades. And then you look on the back and it's a, like has a fortune on here. So it says... Luck is rare, but luck is real. This card gives you powers whenever it appears. Each holder is a victor of what here lies within. Scan the code below to reveal what you shall win. So it's really just like a, like, I don't know what it is. I'll scan it later and see, but. Yeah, it's like when you like, get, like when you get Pokemon cards and you get like. Yeah. Card. Yeah. I think it'd be really funny though to mix in, you know, with the regular deck and all of a sudden, you know, somebody's like 11 of spades, go fish. So I got it. One of my favorite features of the Theory 11 cards is that they always give you like one or two that are just the, like that's not a card. It's just like the background on both sides, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are like the best book. I say I have like a file of them in a in my little drawer. Hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. But these, these boxes. Grateful Dead. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So like each card is just like meticulously designed. The jokers are like partially materialized, like people beaming out the I'm trying to think here. Yeah, like there's 
Kirk and Chekhov and Sulu's on here. What's really interesting is they, the sort of like double-sided people, like, you know, how like it's, you know, you can see like the king or the queen, no matter which way it's facing. They use the like J. Abrams movies as one of the sides and then the original series as the other side. So I'm looking at like the Queen of Hearts is Ahura and on one side it's, what's her name? Crap. Man, my brain. This COVID brain fog stuff is real, by the way. Yup. Yeah. It's so, yeah. Yeah. I, that's just, just a cool touch, I think, with them. So, yeah, big fan of these. So I'll have to learn some card tricks now. The only other thing I was going to mention is there's a new notebook in town, which is pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of the Studio Neat notebooks. They had one called a Pano book, which was kind of an oblong spiral bound book that is about the size of like a Mac Bluetooth keyboard. And it's just a very just nice quality notebook for like fuzzy tech people, basically. Well, they just released a new one. It's kind of their first hardcover Moleskin style notebook. It's called the Keep Book. They have a line finish, which is nice because that's kind of my, I've been really into like real notebooks and just really nice looking. So I ordered one just because, you know, you know how I am with how we all are with notebooks. We totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so what does, what, what do you think? You have so many notebooks. I know. But the person with closets full of Exactly. Yeah. So I knew you guys would get it. So yeah, they big fan of this, big fan of the look of this notebook. It's kind of like leatherish. I don't think it's actually leather, but I'm looking here. Oh yeah. It's wrapped with a dark gray leatherette material that has a nice soft touch feel as like a kind of a dark green ribbon. So yeah, I always, one of the things I like about these notebooks, about the Studio Neat notebooks is they always come with a really nice slip cover. So, yeah, if I end up using this, it's just fun to put that back in the slip cover when I'm done and just kind of archive it. And uh, that's about it for me. How about you, Tim? Yeah, so I've got a new notebook as well to show you guys. So, and this is actually a fun kind of full circle thing. You'll remember the sausage lining blackwing one that yes. was dedicated to Guy Clark that I used to make fun of and that I discovered his music and became you know, obsessed with his music. And then now I'm like, huge fan. Anyways, uh, it came with a patch stuff that works. It was a uh, song title. Oh, yeah. It's kind of mm. And so I have a, a guy that I go to church with, the silver guy I go to church with. We got talking about music, plays guitar. We were, you know, we kind of found some common interest about music and also pencils and notebooks. He's, he's interested. And I got an email from him and he said, I don't know if you've seen this yet or if you're interested or if you like Guy Clark my ears perked up but on uh, Guy Clark's website now they are selling a notebook called the Stuff That Works Writing Journal that is like a relic looking uh, composition notebook that is supposed to look like the one that he and his wife Susanna oh it looks so old yeah yeah so that they is what like it's supposed to be modeled on yeah this one that they used to use that I guess they have like tons of house fill up with their lyrics as they were writing songs so very cool looking notebook I have one on order but I haven't got it in hand yet but very cool hmm. the, the cover is so like I know I'm gonna get it the cover is gonna be printed of course I get not 
they didn't actually go through <laughs> relicking a, a notebook in, but it's they took a photograph of a of one of his original notebooks hmm. well, I'm, I'm excited to see it I really want to know what what it's based off like what did what was that notebook that he used before yeah because yeah. it's pretty cool it has like that kind of like binders tape like binding and it looks like a fabric notebook yeah like I think it's like a fabric notebook and I almost wondered if he had put the tape on you know just like mm. together or if that came with it Johnny's the yeah the notebook maker guy so he might be able to tell just by glancing at it but I, I wondered if that was like a band-aid rather than a feature on the spine uh, but yeah I think it's probably part of binding the look on it yeah but that'll be my new project after trying to find that Hank Williams viral notebook oh yeah it's frontier is there can you be are you like the like a notebook forensic detective like is that a thing that is now yeah I think that's I think that's your calling Tim I like yeah yeah Johnny will be like, I'll, I'll spend three weeks looking for her. But be like, hey, I found it. Johnny's like, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a French notebook that was made in. We'll remake it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's fine. Yeah. So, uh, so that, yeah, I wanted to share that. Really cool little notebook. The other thing is just to kind of circle back that, like, we kind of talked about it right as it was coming out, but the Musgrave songwriter set is still out doing well and I was just wanting to kind of see what you guys thought I know you have been in now I think you got him up probably a few days after we had recorded last so yeah. you guys had a chance to play around with those at all I I do want to I do want to just like talk about how funny it is that like the new like Musgrave is way darker and more buttery than the new Blackwing like what kind of bizarre <laughs> world what kind of bizarre world do we live in oh. when that's the case yeah yeah it's a 4B4 yeah. so I mean yeah. that'll get the job done but yeah but it's yeah they were like going to Musgrave yeah for the butteries right I so yeah since Tim kind of talked about it initially we all got a dozen and then it kind of came with one of their shorthand press notebooks that are is kind of branded in the same way so I yeah I think it's gorgeous like I love the the imprint the sort of like songwriter font with the like little musical notes and the, the clef and it's in like kind of a bluish purplish foil um looks blurple. really yeah blurple. it's blurple um looks really purple foil looks really good on that um just like the white barrel it's interesting like i don't know if i would have like made the choice to use a white barrel there but i do think it looks very just sort of like simple and nice yeah 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 that's true it's an off-white yeah and it's everything else is kind of like the slip cover or is it the slip case for the pencils and then the notebook too are all kind of that same kind of creamy color. So it, d- it does look nice, but yeah, it's just definitely not one that I probably would have gone after myself. Yeah. So I appreciate that they did not go for a blue eraser to tie in the foil because mm. that would have been too much. <laughs> the white looks so good. Yeah. But my these are so nice that I missed cedar more than usual. Because they're like, they feel super premium and, you know, usually super premium pencil is cedar. And I understand there's a really big problem getting cedar these days. So yeah. like, I certainly don't mean to fault Musgrave because um, they don't need to do cedar to make nice pencils. They do fine with basswood. Is this basswood? Um, yeah. 
or whatever it is. Yeah. I liked how the, the box is really heavy because the cords are so thick. Yeah. And I picked it up. It's like, damn. Yeah. I actually, I don't always hide stuff for my kids, but these I did hide for. <laughs> like, these are mine. Daddy's going to write some like, songs with this. I'm like, I don't know if they're going to keep making these, so. Yeah. Handsome. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know I know that the only way you can buy them right now is if, is a package. Look, like, that's how they're, I mean, it's like, and with, when you look at the, the price, I mean, it's a really good deal for getting that notebook. And it's yeah. Like, what, it's like 25 bucks, I think, when you get the notebook and it's just like, you, that's the only way to buy them now, but at the same time, if they sold them separately, I imagine that notebook. Don't they, play, didn't they usually sell those for 15 or 20? For I think so. Notebooks? Like, yeah. Know, so you definitely be, you're getting like a discount there. So maybe down the road, once they sell through the sets, they'll start separating them or just selling the pencils. I'm not really sure. Well, Google has a link. You can add them to the cart. This just doesn't have pictures. Oh, are they? And it's mm-hmm. not on the website. Hmm. But uh, Google found that they're, they're like 14 bucks. The notebook? Is, the, pencils. the pencils assist. You can add to cart. Okay. Yeah, Tim, yeah, can, it works. Well, yeah. Tim, can you remind me? Just as a songwriter, how you would use the ruling in this notebook? Like, I, I get that there's like the little, yep. the staff like at the top, but it'll, there's only sort of like, I'm guessing like one line worth of staff on each page. Yeah. So it's like for a melody. Yeah. So like yeah. the top line, it's, it's got six lines, which is usual clef has five. But if that's, that's letter, right. Like if you write out guitar, you know, uh, like if you're writing out guitar lines, numbers, like it's mm. where you, like you see, so you're like on the third line for the third string you means touch the fret on the third string and you mm. can kind of write out like a, a riff or a or or you can even like write the chords as like a vertical line with like the numbers like one three three two one one going up mm. you know which shows you what where to put your finger to play a chord or you can like ignore one line for like if you're the kind of person who thinks an actual like, musical notation that's like, yeah. really just for like little snippets it's almost like i almost like think mm. that having that up in the notebook is like having voice memos on your phone to like record a little melody that comes into your head that you want to and then would you maybe like just you know doodle some lyrics or something below it like yeah but that may that'd be where you write, write your lyrics i've also just had fun using those that top section sometimes just writing the title across it but it just yeah like have a big full um rectangle to, to yeah put the title of the page i love that that's cool on Instagram, Aaron Draplin himself left a comment that says, here's one vote for a big honk and raise given to the designer behind this. Sell it good type moves here. Wow. Yeah. Like oh, praise from Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I, well done, Dill. There. I'm not a huge fan of uh, spiral notebooks usually, but these ones that uh, Musgrave's been coming out with are so nice. Mm-hmm. I've used the crap out of them. Yeah. The short... Shorthand Press is great. They, I've been to their shop in Los Angeles, and they have some cool ones. And I know people who just like live and die by the task pads that they do. I think CW pencils used to sell them for a while, which is cool. Oh, I didn't realize they made so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. Shorthand Press. They've done. They make those task pads that like. I know that they sold them at CW for a while. They, I think that Caroline collaborated with them, and they did like some special colors just for CW, which was cool. And I'm pretty sure they're making all of those sidebound spiral notebooks that Musgrave's been producing. So if ever, if anybody here is in Southern California and go, wants to go to the shorthand press shop in Highland Park, it's really cool. 
Yeah, I appreciate the Musgrave is sticking with the U.S. production. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they're really inexpensive for that, for them, you know, being made in the U.S. out of such nice paper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they really that, that whole set together, kind of a good feel. You're probably saving and but You could buy one dozen of black wigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just, oh God, Tim Dilger is just like so good at like carrying that branding through. Like he starts with the pencil imprint as sort of like the main like sort of branding moment. And like, it's funny because that imprint, you know, it's small, it's been printed on the side of a round pencil. So you expect it to just like, that's what that songwriter type looks like, but distort it because it's so small and imprinted on the side of a round pencil. But then he carries that up and through and like all of a sudden it like it looks the same but bigger on the on the front of the box and then it just looks really big and really clear on the front of the notebook and it still looks that same way and it it takes talent to do that like that's no easy feat so huge kudos to just like really understanding that branding and like bringing that design up and through all these accessories for this pencil yeah. So, um, can I tell you guys what the 119 was? Did we talk about no. that? No. I don't think no, so. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm I got a on the 119, and that is for January 19th. Dolly Parton. Wow. That's yeah. so, uh, oh, that's so cool. How they settled. Yeah, that's how the <laughs> 119 that was really. I love that. Yeah. Dolly Parton's birthday is coming up next week. Happy birthday, Dolly Parton. So, did you guys see this thing they, they just came out with? I'm sorry. Good. Musgrave? The uh, candy scribe cam-shaped scribing pencil? Oh, yeah. I actually have no idea, like, what this is for, but I so, them anyway. So I remember Nicole telling us about handy scribe a few months ago, and I think we were just busy and full and, like, weren't able to mention it, but, like, it's cool that they partnered with Musgrave in some way. Like, I guess I don't really understand the relationship between these here, but... Yeah, it's like a, it's like a carpenter pencil, but different. Yeah, well, it's it's like a it's sort of like a triangular pencil. So like yeah, like depending on which side you use the pencil, it lets you get closer to what the wall that you're drawing line against. I mean, or like the piece of wood you're drawing a line against, because you know if you yeah pencil right by the side of it, then you your line is going to be quarter inch away where you need to be so it's just kind of like where you can look at it and know the measurement so depending on what side you're you flipped it to you know how far away the line's going to be yeah i love that yeah yeah. oh these are awesome yeah i should grab a box of these but i mean it's definitely like i the use case for this is not something that is my use case really but like at the same time it's still really neat like they say that it's ham shaped and I guess I don't quite know what that means. It looks like it's teardrop shaped to me, but I'm, I'm, I assume if I was more handy, I would know what a cam was. Yeah. I like the, the notes on their website. Those, I don't know if I've ever seen a pencil that said this, these do not fit in additional carpenter sharpener. These are sharpened by hand. Like that's your only option. Yeah. Uh, it's, be careful when using and children sharp. <laughs> yeah. I'll be interested to see. I wonder if they have a video up there and how they do this because, like, I am terrible at sharpening with a knife, let alone something where the core is so offset. So, I d- definitely have no idea how this would look. Particular way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, well, way to, way to go, Musgrave. Yeah. And you don't get one box for 12 bucks. You get two boxes because <laughs> they come a five in a box. So it's like for something that's so bespoke, really cheap. Yeah. I'm getting these. I don't need them, but I want them. Yeah. So welcome to the Erasable Podcast. We don't need them, but we want them. <laughs> Our unofficial <laughs> slogan. Yeah. The unofficial slogan of all podcasters. Yes. Yeah, the stuff. We don't need it. All right. Well, you guys want to close this? Yeah. Out? Yeah. Let's wrap sure. it up. Okay. Cool. Well. Thank you for listening. We'd like to thank our Patreon producer-level supporters, Nathan Raybeck, Dana Morris, Liz Rotundo, Melissa Miller, Angie Aaron Bollinger, Elvin Beardless, Tara Whittle, Ida Umpers, David Johnson, Bill Munson, Dottie Pierce, Valerie Drew, Tom Keekley, Andre Torres, Paul Moorhead, John Moody, Stephen Frenskali, Aaron Willard, Millie Blackwell, Michael Diolosa, Tana Feliz, Anne Seif, Michael Hagen, Mary Collins, Kathleen Rogers, Hans Nibelman, Don Wood. Thank you for supporting us at producer level on Patreon. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash erasable podcast. And you can also find you on Facebook and on Instagram at erasable podcast, or sorry, Twitter and Instagram at erasable podcast. Don't you mean X? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Let's say that out loud. Yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, it's uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Raceable Podcast, Facebook.com slash groups. So, Johnny, Andy, you want people where to find you on the internet? Well, we lost Johnny. Not sure what happened to him. You can't find Johnny. On yeah, no. Johnny is nowhere to be found. Yeah, I am at, at removed from the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at Andy.WTF, and I am selling some of my zines at Andy.Supply. I don't know. I'll speak for Johnny. You can find him at PencilRevolution.com. You can buy his stuff on Etsy.com slash... I can't say. I don't actually know that, but you can find all his stuff at PencilRevolution.com. Yeah. Yeah. He'll find... PencilRevolution Press. You can find him. Yeah. You'll find his stuff. At PencilLution on the subject. Yes. Where you can find him if he is ever allowed back on the internet. Yes. <laughs> So check us out on Patreon. Sorry, my, uh, you can find me online. Mention that at Tim Wasson on Twitter and on Instagram at Wasson. So check us out on Patreon. Consider supporting us. Help us pay the bills. Keep this podcast go. and get extras such as our indelible podcast, which is where we pens in our very thinly veiled alter egos. Also get other kind of fun goodies and extras. Sometimes we do videos of recordings. And we might be posting, you know, a AI written song about pencils in the style of Hallelujah by <laughs> that I did uh, that just, I just generated. <laughs> you just so, never know. Are you gonna are you gonna record? Never know. It might. It might happen. Oh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, definitely producer level for that one. Yeah. Oh, John, Johnny, you're back. But, ah, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I mean, what the bejeez? What the heck? Yeah, we're still recording, Johnny. Oops. We just went ahead. Sorry. and Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done typewriter bill in a while. Yeah. Uh, I'm disposable. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening to episode 206 of the Erasable Podcast. We'll see you soon.